0: I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison and this is the Double X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files. Today, Allison, we're going to talk about the mean streets of Chicago oh god you don't want to go there no they got they got mobsters they got big old holes in the sidewalk they got deep dish pizza and and frankly they have hot dogs with far too much shit on it oh yeah i remember you yeah. uh talking about that yeah yeah i've experienced it it's supposed to be world, world famous but i don't know chicago you let me down well that is just too bad. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get over there to Chicago
1: and try those terrible hot dogs.
0: <laughs> well I wouldn't say terrible. I mean it's a good dog. They're all hey Allison, they're all good dogs, my bro. They're all good dogs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what episode of the X Files do we talk about?
1: We watched season seven, episode six, the Goldberg Variations. Here is the description. Mulder and Skelly are mystified when they investigate a man
0: with unusually good luck.
1: <laughs> Is
0: that it? Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Uh, did it bug you that they never used the word Goldberg machine in the actual episode? No. Oh, it really bugged me. Because <laughs> it felt like they were trying to
1: pretend like it wasn't a thing yet already. Then why would that be a title then? I don't, because that's obviously what inspired the writer to write the episode, but he wanted to be like, haha ha, no, there's no such thing as Goldberg.
0: But that just assumes that like Mulder has created this idea of what he says cause and effect and he's, he's the only person who understands it other than it just actually being an actual thing.
1: Oh, that's absolutely what they're
0: going for. Mulder, Pee Wee Herman did it first and did it best. So step off. I mean, Goldberg wasn't up in there before Pee Wee. Well, did Goldberg make a machine to make breakfast? Huh? No. No. I guess he didn't do that. Did he have the very good theme song? He actually, now Goldberg
1: actually didn't make the machines. He just drew them.
0: Oh, well then fuck that. Fuck Goldberg. It should be the Pee Wee Herman machine. He's a cool guy. (laughs) How do you know? Because I was reading up about him. Okay, okay. We'll let this one He was an animator.
1: Oh, was he? Yeah, he worked at a, a company called Pathé in, uh, in the 20s to the 30s, I think, or maybe even earlier than that, um, and he, anim- he made short animated films. Oh, but he didn't actually make any machines. No,
0: he just drew a lot of them, and then people started making them based on his drawings. You know what? I draw a lot of stuff, and I don't get credited for all the amazing ideas that I have while I draw. Okay, you draw a lot of dicks. (laughs) I was going to say, they haven't named a sexual position uh, after me at all. What would that be? What would the Courtney be? Uh, Well, uh, let me show you my drawings. And uh, as you'll see in figure A, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of rolling. Just like- Oh, really? like, uh, Like, think of an armadillo, but two people. Oh, so like a 69, but with a hard shell. Yeah, I call it the pill bug. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of legs uh, all up in there and they all curl up together and see what see what touches. I like that. You know what? I can get behind it. And it's regional because some people call it the potato bug. Some people call it the pill bug. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I just call it a fun Sunday morning.
1: Do you wanna know what the Allison is? Yeah. Okay, it involves two bowls of cereal. <laughs> um and a bed. Uh-huh. Uh, and a laptop with some good TV on it. Okay. And you basically you just sit in bed and you eat cereal, you watch TV, and you just kinda like casually fondle one another. God. But without any real goal in mind.
0: <laughs> I did the Allison today, but solo. <laughs> It's you know what that's the best
1: thing you could do it by yourself you could do it with a friend
0: you could do it with a partner oh I love it so versatile <laughs> the Allison goes always oh yeah you know it oh I love it okay number one this music of the episode did you know they brought in uh Phil Glass I had no idea but I was so excited. <laughs> Now, it does seem that they brought in Phil Glass, like, after he was a little hungover. They threw him in. He's like, look, I get paid the big money. I'm going to pay, f- mm, I'm going to play, like, five notes, and that's all you're going to yeah. use.
1: <laughs> so that's all they used. <laughs> he was like, usually I use a piano, and they were like, no,
0: xylophone. <laughs> Did Chris Carter kidnap Philip Glass? Absolutely. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no! We need him for the Truman Show. <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
1: yeah, the music Ugh. has been
0: real bonkers lately.
1: Yeah, there's just like, especially okay. So the, there's a man at a poker game. Yeah, um, and he's playing a poker. Yeah, and then he ends up getting a very good hand and winning a hundred grand
0: off of these mobsters. Well, and you didn't mention the mobster is actually a uh, Peter Green um wearing the mask in the movie the mask because that chin that, that's so true that chin allison is pr- it had to be prosthetic i'm sorry yeah that was a
1: very good chin and and the man himself playing poker mr weems he is
0: um <laughs> mr sorry what stanford from
1: sex and the city
0: oh so he knows how to use that chin no not the chin guy the oh. other guy oh the the weenie guy the weenie guy. Oh, okay. So he wins at the poker. He takes
1: the money. Well, he starts putting all his chips in a little plastic bag, <laughs> um, which is very cute. Yeah. And he's like, where do I cash out? And then uh, they take him up to the roof and they throw him off. And then he climbs out of this sewer opening that he is or this basement opening he's fallen into. And as he does, there's just the beautiful tinkling of a
0: xylophone. Oh, Philip Glass, who knew how versatile you were?
1: As if to say, it's spooky.
0: <laughs> now, I like to do a molder and guess where this is going. I thought with the um the acting choices that were made, I thought this, like, lucky man was actually, like, a child. Oh, really? You thought it was, like, a big? Yeah, I thought it was a big situation. And I thought, like, Shiela LaBeouf was, like, either creating this man and like skin jumping into this man or was like had the power to be big during the night and then as in the daytime he a little boy i totally you know what with the acting from um weems i could totally see it yeah it was very it was very simple and naive but not Mm -hmm. naive in an adult way naive in a very kiddish way He had a childlike innocence to him. Yeah. So I was waiting for a big situation. Never got it.
1: (laughs) Oh, never fulfilled. Never finished on the big. I never get a
0: big situation. Well, maybe someday. So we're on the mean streets of Chicago. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know how I know this isn't Chicago? How? Two reasons. No one's yelling obscenities at each other. Number two, no one's wearing a cubby shirt. (laughs) Mm, good point. So many Cubbies. Number three, no one wearing a Cubby shirt is yelling obscenities at anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chicago. I went to uh, the Cubby Stadium. And now, so in Chicago, they have white socks and they have Cubbies. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the one thing I learned about Chicago is it is it is a nation divided in terms of its baseball. Okay. And I assume the White Sox are the kind of richer, more affluent people because I never downtown I never saw a white Sox jersey. Hmm. But all them down home boys who were drinking seven beers and eating like mowing down a giant deep dish pizza, they were in those cubby shirts. There were the party is at.
1: <laughs> Does Chicago have the Cubs and the White Sox? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. In the well, same why city. Why do they get
1: Why do they get two? Cuz they is
0: big is so big.
1: Oh, it's big enough. There there is room for the both of them in this town. Yes,
0: correct. It is a very big city and I think uh they have enough people to fill many stadiums.
1: Okay. They really like the baseball there. They
0: love the baseball. Uh Interesting. We, were, we were walking in a Cubs game just got out and it was a sea of just giant drunk white people. And I was upset and afraid, uh, but yep. everyone was uh really pretty chill. But they weren't shouting obscenities at each they other. They were definitely, definitely shouting obscenities at people. But in a oh, chill okay, way, okay. it was kind of comfort- <laughs> it reminded me of Granville Street. Oh yeah, only again, Horrible. much <laughs> much older, uh, much more white and much bigger and American. Checks out. Yeah. So Mulder rises from the ashes of the Street to Chicago. What's he doing down there? Just looking around, just looking at some
1: linens. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he brings Scully down there and he says this is where the man fell. Yep. Um and he didn't die. He got up and walked away and isn't that odd? And Scully says, now for yeah. the first time Scully actually knows what's going on or she thinks she does. Um, or she does, because she's like, oh, maybe he just
0: got lucky. And Mulder's like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah, I think he brings up rapid tissue regeneration. He really does, yeah. And then, I'm sorry, Scully, the example she uses is Wily e. Coyote. Yes. Does Wily e. Coyote have X Men powers, Allison? Uh, apparently. I mean, he does, like.
1: He dies a lot or ostensibly dies a lot and then gets back up. I just think he doesn't
0: die. I just think I don't think it's a Deadpool where his body gets ripped apart or, or a Wolverine. I just think he's a Superman. I think it's a Superman he situation. He just bounces. Now, this reference took me back to the idea where Wile Coyote has superpowers. And I was reminded of that beautiful 1990s show, *Lunatics Unleashed. Wait, what? Do you remember the TV show, Luniacs Unleashed? It sounds so
1: vaguely familiar, but at the same time, I'm not, nothing is coming oh, to mind. Oh, Allison.
0: Think of about how extreme the 90s were. Mm-hmm. Now pump that full of gushers and Ooh. clean speed suits and just give each... Uh, looney tunes a more extreme attitude and also put a girl bunny in there that was Lunatax unleashed oh my god (laughs) put that on a t-shirt it was on many t-shirts probably with big dog it was the most offensive um cartoon i saw with my human eyes so it was like looney tunes but like we're we're real extreme because like you know street did they say swears yeah they said butts (laughs) and oh oh shucks okay and And i don't give a hoot and piss but i think (laughs) (laughs) i think this was to rebalance the system in which like everything had to be a superhero in the 90s do you remember what whack Mm -hmm. superheroes we had Oh, so many. Well, we had Freakazoid, for one. Well, I'm even talking about the more extreme. That was like, that's like child's play. Freakazoid, he child's play. I'm talking about street sharks. Oh, yeah. And Big Bad Beetleborgs. Big Bad Beetleborgs. I'm talking about biker mice from Mars. Oh, and Samurai Pizza Cat. Hells, yeah. Everything was extreme. Oh, we had it good. We (laughs) We 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 had a cornucopia of extreme superheroes that were full of muscle. Yeah, it was good stuff. No wonder we have a toxic masculinity problem at this day and oh age. My
1: God, yeah, <laughs> the street sharks fed right into it. Oh, they munched that street up. They were
0: just catcalling it or shark calling everybody. <laughs> but they still, they still wore pants, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. So, Wally Coyote is an extreme superhero, and that's what Scully mentions that is happening to this man. Yes. Now we go to a department, Melrose Heights. Yeah, because Mulder and Scully found an eyeball on the street. They found an eyeball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go return the eyeball. Now, how did they specifically find this address? Do you remember? I don't remember, but I would
1: assume from years of watching shows like this one that they looked up some sort of, um, some so- No, wait. I do remember. Yeah. No,
0: it's exactly what you think.
1: They looked up everyone in the city who had a glass eye and then picked the person who was trying to get theirs replaced that day. Allison, there's
0: a lot of people in Chicago, and I don't think there's, like, I don't know- a Schindler's list of like fucking people <laughs> who are missing glass eyes? No, I don't think there is. Like lens do you walk into like lens crafters and like, please, sir, give me the list.
1: <laughs> go, go talk to the person that greets the prosthetics and says, say, give me a list of your clumsiest
0: clients. <laughs> I just that does that that writer room breach. Oh, god pretty bad pretty bad So bad they're like we have the story but how do we get them there well how about a list because normally you would
1: just be like oh there's like an id number on something because all prosthetics usually have an id number i
0: don't think glass eyes have like a barcode my dude
1: no usually they'll have something even if it's like very very microscopic
0: okay i don't know about that <laughs> But well, there's, there has to be some, like, tracking and regulation of prosthetics. <laughs> Are you saying we have to regulate people with glass eyes, Allison? God, no! We're back to the list! Oh, God. Oh, no. So, though, what you posit is actually would have been a better step, would have been a right, like, if literally Mulder turned over the eyeball and it was tagged like a dog, like had a little microchip in it. And they read the microchip yeah. and it was like, please return to my human. Um, well, they
1: also use those to, to identify remains, right?
0: Right? So. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. <sighs> so they go to the apartment because this is where the, <laughs> the eyeball list told them to go. And Shia Buff is there. He is and he's a little boy. Oh, he's such a little boy he's very cute oh so they go find the what is we he he's the supervisor yeah he's the, the building super yeah and uh they're like hey here's this eye and this um i found a little unsatisfied unsatisfying because you knew mm-hmm. he was gonna pop that eye back in yeah. But they didn't show it to us. They, I wanted to see the eye get yeah, pop back in. Well, no, because the actor doesn't actually have a
1: prosthetic eye.
0: Oh, God. I Well, and it's also very obvious that uh, that actor did not have a prosthetic eye. <laughs> oh, it was extremely obvious. It was very, like, uh, prosthetic eyes, unless they're hooked up to the, the actual muscles, they don't move like that. Now, so... You could have, I don't know, hired someone maybe with a prosthetic eye, the X-Files? Mm, they could have. They could have. Or maybe not use this sort of of accessibility or like not use that as a plot point. Yeah, because it really
1: like, it was not very, it did not serve the narrative in any way. No,
0: like I could come up with, hey, you know what, uh, they found his high school class ring and yeah and it fell off and so they were able to track him with that and the whole thing with the eye was that this man was the only man living uh after a plane crash and that eye he lost his eye in the plane crash but you don't have to make it an eye
1: and also like i really thought uh, uh, when they mentioned that and then later when he gets hit by a truck and his eye comes out again that it was going to be something about like oh it's the eye that is creating this luck.
0: There you go. But it really
1: it it wasn't and so it it really did not serve any narrative
0: purpose. No, was it just to pook
1: people? I think I think so. They're just like, "Uh, this
0: is interesting." <sighs> well, don't. No, I didn't like that. mm. Anyway, uh when he does a Goldberg machine but no one says the phrase Goldberg machine, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> <I> hate it. <laughs> I'm just I'm one of those people who like I love when in the movie they mention the title of the movie. I love it. Mm. Right? It's just it... I don't care for that. Oh, I oh I love it. I was watching Thor Ragnarok and Loki's like, "Hey, Thor Ragnarok, you!" And I was like, "All oh, right, that's <laughs> almost it." <laughs> that did not happen. It did. I did. I did watch it and. That line was not uttered. I do not believe you. Did you watch the movie, Allison?
1: No, I don't watch movies.
0: (laughs) Why are you questioning me? I don't
1: know. That's not true. I have started watching more movies. Really? Yeah, I recently watched Cover Girl. Okay. It's a movie
0: from 1944. Oh, so I see. You're starting back at the beginning and just going through. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a completionist. (laughs) Oh, good luck, buddy. (laughs) That's really good. It has Rita
1: Hayworth and Gene Kelly. And there's a scene where Gene Kelly, his reflection comes out of a window and dances with him. It's really good.
0: I would recommend Fosse movies. The Cousin is really good. If you're in that sort of line of of, uh, movie movie titles. Mm -hmm. So good. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, though they do say the name of the movie, didn't enjoy it. (laughs) It really?
1: You didn't like it? People seem to like that Here's one. the
0: thing. People always recommend for me to watch superhero movies, both DC and Marvel, and I, like you, I see very limited amounts of movies in the movie theater, because I hate movie theaters. So when I mm-hmm. do see a movie, my expectations are, like, Citizen Kane level, right? Sky hot, yeah. Like, I went to go see uh... uh Uh, what's the new horror movie, Us? Yeah, Us. Did you go see Us? So those kind of movies, I will eat. I will eat up. They're so good. But Thor Ragnarok, all I could do is sit there and all I could do is think about each time the movie coaxed out, like fondled the nerd's genitals just enough to make people laugh inside the theater, and I refused to laugh. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> you sound like me when i went to see i went to see the new uh the first of the new star wars movies yeah. and i was like mm, bb-8 was a bit much <laughs> oh you're doing that on purpose
0: <laughs> you're trying to get me you're not gonna get me well when bb-8 uh looks straight at the Campbell camera and waggles his little eyebrows it was a bit much it was a bit much. And he goes, Eh? Eh? <laughs> it's funny. Laugh. I know, that's exactly it's what movies do nowadays. They just say, hey, this is funny. This is funny because your care the character that you know and love is saying something kind of funny. Laugh for us. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh, We're too cynical. Yeah, I know. We're dead inside. How did this happen? The X-files? Yeah, definitely the X Files is why we're dead inside. I think so. I don't remember th- being this
1: dead inside three years ago. No, I don't. I don't either. I think
0: definitely this show has changed us. There, there can't possibly be any other changes that happened within the last three years, Allison. No, abs not not in the world at large. Not, not of no. us. Not of the world. It was just the X Files. It's just the X Files. <sighs> it's cause and effect.
1: wait are you saying we're living inside a not rube goldberg machine and chris carter is the one holding the you know whatever starts at the ball or whatever
0: uh that's exactly what i'm saying but i would call it a Pee Wee herman machine (laughs) okay really stick into that one huh (laughs) i also hated how much if you're gonna refuse to call it a goldberg machine what is this like constant thing about Cause and effect. It's cause and effect. Mother. Please. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It it's was a just, hot take. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't have a lot of hot takes over this episode, Allison. Okay. I won. No, I,
1: I really don't either. I have one. <laughs> I have one
0: hot take and it doesn't come for a bit. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Ricky. Okay. So, Richie. Richie. Richie's Richie. Richie. Sick. Richie. Richie is adorable. We love him. He's Shia LaBeouf. And he's sick. He's very sick. He has hepatitis. <laughs> Do like, so I thought, like, hepatitis, I know there's it's a couple different kinds. Mm-hmm. There's one that you get. There's one that you get. But I thought you only got it from, like, you go traveling and maybe unclean water and stuff. Is that how it works? I don't. I don't know. I don't know much about hepatitis okay, cuz I know one's sexually transmitted and I know another one is you get you should get like your uh Hep A and B shots um if you go traveling. Yeah. So I don't know. So I just imagine like Sheila Buff went on a cruise like just across the ocean and just ate the wrong kind of sandwich. No, it was uh it was the jungle cruise at Disneyland and he drank the water. <laughs> that is true folks Uh, though I am scared to say that because Disney does own everything now and they will be coming for us yeah they're gonna kill me (laughs) (laughs) what did I say that? Allison (laughs) no they own every oh my god wait I think they own the X-Files now oh cause the Fox? yeah
1: damn they
0: own the X-Files now now, okay, here's my question. Disneyland and Disney World is expanding substantially. They're adding in... Oh, by the way, this is my Disney podcast now. Um, oh, okay, cool. What's it called? Uh, it's called Disney Do's and Don'ts. Wow. Do- wow. I can't... I can or we're still work- okay. we're still workshopping that one. Can I pitch you a new one? Yeah, please. Fuck epcot. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like that one. Okay, that's the title of your Disneyland podcast. Fuck, fuck epcot. I think we get a lot of angry Angry, angry men in their 30s, childless men in their 30s, who fucking go into my inbox every single day to tell me what a horrible piece of shit I am. (laughs) Because they fucking love Epcot. There are so many childless men in their 30s who have a boner for a little purple dragon who talks about imagination. I don't get it. Okay, well, as a
1: childless man in their 30s, do you love Figment the dragon? No, I also have a boner for a little purple dragon, but his name is (laughs) Spyro.
0: Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe Journey to Imagination is just the Spyro ride that we never got. (laughs) In which case, I need to go there. Oh my God, it's really bad. It's just very bad all around. Anyway, going back to my first point, Fox is now owned by Disney. Fox produced the X-Files. Disney is making, they are just making rides up the wazoo. They are taking IPs and they are just barfing up rides because that also Mm -hmm. equals a lot of money. What would an X-Files ride look like? Okay, so it's a a water-based ride. It's a what? Excuse
1: me? It's water-based. Okay,
0: water-based. Got it.
1: Yeah, like an aqua
0: ride, and uh,
1: it's like through the sewers,
0: like a flume,
1: a flume exactly. Okay, and uh, in every in every little okay, so it goes through the sewers, and you're sitting in a little like I don't know boat or something, Um, and in every boat there's a fluke man.
0: (laughs) Wait, inside the boat. Yeah, there's always, like, there's five spots for passengers, but one of them is always taken up by a flukeman. Okay, are these, like, costume characters, or are they actually genetically engineering flukemans? I'll never tell. (laughs) So is flukeman your tour guide? No, they just sit there. Oh, that's it? (laughs) They just sit there, like the Haunted Mansion, kind of? Oh, okay. But, Allison, you know that, like, it's not a real ghost. What? You know that in the Haunted Mansion at the end, it's not it's not a real ghost. I'm sorry? It's an illusion. Come again? It's an illusion. An illusion. Well, the fluke man is not an illusion. Okay. <laughs> he's, a real, he's a real living, breathing man. There's one in each boat, and he just sits there. Okay. <laughs> and they go down the sewer, and that's it. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then they get a bunch of pounds of shit dumped on them <laughs> at the end, and it's a metaphor for Chris
0: Carter's magnum opus, and uh, music by Mark Snow. Yes. Oh man. What What do you think it would be? I do think it would be like a dark ride. Um, okay. And I think they, I'll take uh, an homage to both uh, Buzz buzz Lightyear's ranger spin and also the men in black uh ride at universal mm. studios where you have a gun mm-hmm. um but it's uh you are you take the place of molder and you do have a weapon and you just um hurt innocent children <laughs> okay because you think they're vampires allison and then you just lick a lot of stuff yeah well that's the there's like a crime scene evidence licking area it's interactive <laughs> that's actually the pre-show um before you get into the <laughs> show building you actually have to solve some crimes to see that you're worthy enough to go on the ride that's how they actually space mm-hmm. out there's no fast passes they actually space this out and they give you so mystery liquids to lick instead of like it, you have to be this tall to go on this ride it's like you have to be this good at solving crimes by taste alone and it is the basis of who gets on it, it is rated to fox molder so everyone gets on <laughs> Okay. as long as you're gutsy enough to lick that little brown stain on the cement over there you got him got it you got him got it that's it that's my that's my creation um, Bob, I think it's great. You know what? I think we should just call Bob Iger right now and <laughs> pitch these to him. What else is he hey doing? Bob. <laughs> or wait, let's uh-huh. let's just get in Michael Eisner in here and uh, let's, oh. let's do a hostile takeover of all the Disney property <laughs> together.
1: <laughs> you know, I think they'll agree that our ideas are best. <laughs>
0: I think Michael Eisner would run with them.
1: He. He, oh yeah i think he'd be down he, to clown you know
0: what he dealt with a lot of shit rides within his time <laughs> <laughs> okay hey Ugh. thanks for scratching my disney itch all, all i've been doing um with uh i had a really bad back injury not too long ago i was in bed for eight days straight and the only thing that would make me happy is watching people be happy in disneyland and disney world
1: <laughs> oh my gosh it's, well it's really depressing. <laughs> I'm so glad we could start this podcast within a podcast. Fuck Epcot. F- fuck Epcot. <laughs> and thanks everyone for tuning in. Now back to the Double
0: X-Files. <laughs> okay. Uh, we find out... Oh, R- Richie. Richie. Richie? Richie. got Hep, hep the Hep, and... Uh, <laughs> Richie Richie got the Hep. And the liver not so good. He, he liver not so mm-hmm. good. Um, also... Isn't it really weird that like after this whole there there's so there's a crime scene because the mob comes to go find Ween and then he's left dead and hanging on a fan and it's all real mm-hmm. wacky and Rick, Ricky Rick Ricky Richie comes in to look and like Scully takes him back to bed? Yeah. Like Scully escorts this small child we don't know where his mother is. Just back to bed and tucks him in. Uh huh. Is this well?
1: Earlier in the episode, his mom was like, "You should be in bed, Richie." So I think she's taking your cues off of that. But yeah, it is creepy.
0: I just think this is this is Scully's list of stolen children that she's going to steal very quickly. Oh, it is part of her list of stolen children. Yeah, yeah. it's like an opposite uh, Santa situation. <laughs> Just put him right up there with Gibson Praise and that other little girl with the lime cat hair. Oh, and remember that kid who is still in the nuclear power plant. Oh, he lives there yeah, with the, with his friend the alien. That alien's his dad. <laughs> anyway, Scully loves children and tucks tucks this small child in and talks about. She says the most unusual unusual thing I've ever heard someone <laughs> ask a child. Uh Which sport is your favorite? (laughs) Is that a weird thing to ask? Because it did feel weird. It did. It just, it was like, Scully doesn't know what a sport is, but Mm -hmm. she's gathering, like, clues. She sees, like, the word baseball on his, like, pillow. Oh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So she's like, oh, yes, the sports.
1: Oh man, I wish I, I wish you could tell everything you needed to know about someone's likes and dislikes from what was written on their bed sheets. Oh, that'd be great.
0: What would your yeah. What would your bed sheet say? Serial. <laughs> My bed sheets is just the directions of how to do the sexual move called the Allison.
1: Yes, it's just like <laughs> cereal in bed, gentle fondling, no end goal, <laughs> television. That's it.
0: Yeah, well, I got a lot of blankets, in in my whole b- bed situation, I just like to be cuddly. You want to just be cozy? Yeah. You want to be as cozy as possible? I also got a lot of crumbs in my bed, and that means I, <laughs> I like to party. <laughs> you like? You like to party? Yep. Um. So, uh, we find out about Richie. She's just sneaking into the kids' room, but oh yeah. So the super. He comes in, he sneaks into the kids' room, too. Yeah, because they're, like, friends or something. that's weird. It's weird. That's It's a little weird. You can't write an episode of television that has that in it. Nope. No. Not in 1999. Now, if this was a big situation, I get it. But it's not. It's not a big situation. It's not a big situation (laughs) at all. And I feel like this episode suffered because of it. No, I agree. It definitely should have been a big situation. So, th- what is the big like problem that this lucky man has to solve? So he is trying to find a way to get a hundred
1: grand so that he can get Richie into this experimental um, thing in England that will ideally uh, get him a liver transplant or cure his hepatitis or some such.
0: I would think we, you know could cure hepatitis maybe we can't i don't know i don't know nothing i have no idea (laughs) um okay so he needs just a very specific amount of money now again this is a grown man and it's great that he wants to help out this kid but their relationship was a little weird yep i agree with that again if this was a like a a child trapped in a man's body it was if it was tom hanks then i would have been okay with it. oh yeah because then tom hanks would have been like we are best friends and you've been like oh it's a big situation yeah and then they go to fao shorts and they have a dance on the keyboard on the big piano uh-huh <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um but instead it's an adult man mm-hmm. who is coming in to talk to this child yep. to say it's gonna be okay uh wow <sighs> What's yeah. the
0: mom's life like? Is she just a busy Chicago worker who has no time for her I sick child? I do believe that is the case. Cool. Okay. So, uh, lucky guy goes and he needs to win some money. Uh, so he goes to mm-hmm. get a lottery ticket and he scratches and he wins. Uh, but the money does not come fast enough. So he tosses it in the garbage. And the worst dressed extra... I have ever seen. Um no. decides to claim it for himself. Courtney, yeah. I love this boy. Allison, what were they thinking? What were they thinking?
1: He, he looks like he was trying to get into the offspring, but he couldn't.
0: <laughs> he looks like he was kicked out of Van's warp tour for being a narc. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. can you describe him toe-to-tip please okay he's wearing all black okay but he has yeah go on
1: he has spiked like hair you know when they used to like separate it into sections and spike it with gel yeah and he's got dark lipstick and eyeliner and he's his nails are painted
0: now these everything these things together are not necessarily bad if you are committed yeah. But this was obviously a face character, an actor who came in and the set dressers were like, "No, this is what you're going to look like." His little spikes were so sad and floppy. Oh, they were pathetic. His guy liner was also incredibly off-putting.
1: It was so small. I'm pretty
0: sure they only did the bottom lid. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Again. No, he was not if you're not gonna commit to it, X Files, please.
1: He would easily be kicked out of any DIY show just on site alone.
0: <laughs> I just, I just feel like if you're gonna represent that aesthetic, you gotta go for it and it not be a oh, joke. Because yeah. it, it kind of felt like a joke to me, Allison. It did feel like they were making fun of us personally, us goth boys. <laughs> Us proto-crust punks. Did you ever, did you have, like, goth kids in your high school? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was your opinion of them?
1: Um, I didn't, I didn't really have a strong opinion of them. I just kind of stayed out of their way. Oh, yeah.
0: They were spooky. They were spooky? I was friends with mine.
1: That's fair. I was a big nerd, yeah. so they
0: took, we, like, they took we me kind me of to were the, in similar circles. Yeah. They took me to my first concert, which was Creed, Uh, and then I realized nice. they weren't just goth. They were goth, but also into the Bible. Oh, no Bible goths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it. Those sweet chokers with the cross on it. Oh, yeah. Oh.
1: Well, you know, Jesus did die for our sins, and that is uh, pretty punk. <laughs>
0: So this Gothman is hit by a car. That's mm. what he deserved for yep. existing. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. We find out that this kid has a rare blood. And a rare blood and in his body It is a one in a billion chance to have a fucking match. Mm-hmm. Now at this moment things click and I'm like, oh writers, I see what you're doing. The lucky guy has it, right? That's it's he's gonna be the match, right? No no. Yeah.
1: No, if he if he I don't think they could have pulled that off. Really? I think it's too big of a gap of um. A too big of a gap to ask someone to believe that he knows so specifically what this kid needs to heal him, but wouldn't know that his own blood type was a match. Allison,
0: we were led to him by a glass eye. That's and true. a list. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, I see where you're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been, it would have been like, I don't know if, I don't know if this, what the mood of this episode was supposed to be. It would have been kind of a cutesy little ending to tie everything up. Yeah. Because you know what? The X-Files doesn't usually have that nice little bow on top. No, it does not. So what? But yeah, with
1: a, an episode that's based on a Rube Goldberg machine, they kind of need one. Yeah, for sure. The
0: ball has to go in the hole. <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh whoa. okay, so the gangsters
1: are still trying to get this dude. Yeah. Richie, his hepatitis gets worse, and he's gonna die in a couple oh, hours. Oh yeah, the spice must flow. Yes, the spice must flow. <laughs> God. Um, and so the, the gangsters are like, oh, well, if we want to get to Weens and get him not to te- cause that's the whole thing is that the, the Mulder and Skelly are trying to get him to testify against the gangsters, what threw him out a window. Yeah. Um, and so he decides that he is going to, cause he thinks that his luck has ended. Um, and then Mulder, no. And then the, uh, the gangsters kidnap the mom yeah. of Richie. Well, okay. And really, and he's like, really,
0: was she the best person to kidnap in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anyone noticed really she not. was gone.
1: Really? I don't think it's not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh, um, and so yeah, he's like, I'm gonna, I gotta go after her, and then his jacket rips, and then Mulder and Scully argue about whether or not they're part of the cause and effect. Now, oh, God. Anyways, uh, he goes and he manages to rescue her. Through a very silly Rube Goldberg-esque uh, hijinks yep. in the laundry basement. And then uh, the gangster dies. For sure. But he's wearing a bracelet. Uh-huh. Wait. And it says, best friends forever. <laughs> Is that what they give dead bodies? Yeah, did you not get that? Did- At the end, it zoomed in on his wrist and he's wearing a necklace that says, be negative.
0: Oh. So he, the gangster, was the donor. Allison, can I? You didn't. Al- no, no, no. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I thought his name <laughs> started with a B. And his last name was Neg. <laughs> Why did even say his name the entire episode? Bob
1: Neg. <laughs> what the fuck? oh my god (laughs) I've never seen
0: someone misinterpret something so badly uh, I'm like oh okay if that's his name I guess they don't use toe tags anymore they just use a cool bracelet that was just oh my god I'm losing my fucking mind
1: if you'd like to apply to be my new (laughs) co-host (laughs)
0: i'm i i just i've just put it together how the ending has ended yeah so that it
1: it does end up in like a neat little bow because it's a rube goldberg machine and and he his liver is the ball that goes into the (laughs) hole which is the hole in richie's body where his liver allison i
0: could not understand where they got that liver from But now I got and now I know they got it from Mr. B (laughs) Neg. I can't fucking deal with
1: that, dude.
0: (laughs) You were just like, what happened? I is I was I looked up and I saw his name. I was like, okay, cool. And then I looked down and then I looked up back up again. The episode ended. So you were on your phone. Well, I was taking notes. One says street pizza. I don't know what that was about. Oh, yeah. Street pizza and Goomba jerks. Um, wait, can you say that?
1: Goomba? Yeah, I don't think you can. It's like the,
0: from Mario. Okay. <laughs> Is it not from Mario? I just, I just don't think out of the Mario universe you can say that. Word. <laughs> I think it's a racial slur now. <laughs> What about Koopa Troopa? Oh, Allison, we have to bleep this. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, uh, let's rate this fucker. Okay. Yeah, right on a spooky scale. One is I'm going to have a nap. Five is I'm never going to sleep. I'm going to give this, obviously, because I wasn't paying attention, a .03. Because I won't remember this. I'll remember our interaction, but I won't remember this. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Uh, I read on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means, hey, it's a great episode, all the way to my struggle part three, which is the worst episode we've watched to date.
0: I'm going to give this a six. It was fine. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. um, I want to do a personal X-File, but before we do, can we talk about a podcast that maybe the hosts are a little bit more put together than us? Oh, absolutely we can, like
1: basically any other podcast on the Major Cast Network, of which we are a part. Uh, for example, this one.
0: I'm Tom Lockney. And I'm Liam Senior. I really like video games and internet culture. And I like movies and TV. And every week we research a true story from our preferred mediums and tell it to the other person. It's super fun, and it's great. And even when it gets a little intense, we find the last in it, Damn it! Lots of learning, lots of laughter, sometimes bummers, but lots of friendship. Media Majors, every Monday on the Major Cast Network. Yes, I like that one. Are you going to replace me, Allison? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. You no, can't. No, I could never.
1: I couldn't. We're both cursed. Yeah, we're both
0: cursed. And I want me a Choco Bear, Mr. Choco Bear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, why don't you do your personal X file?
1: Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X file Okay. So this is an article from SmithsonianMag.com. Oh, smart. Um, it's, uh, it's called, This Extremely Slow Rube Goldberg Machine Lasts More Than Six Weeks. Wait, more than six weeks?
0: Yeah, it is the slowest Rube Goldberg device. Okay, Allison, I do have to admit, that's not very impressive. What? Because, like, not? I, I don't know. When you said slowest, I'm like, oh, it takes fucking 20 years. Six. Okay, well,
1: listen to it, because it's pretty okay, good. Okay,
0: I've just brewed poos, like, long for longer, so.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Bob Partington took the idea of the Rube Goldberg device to a whole new level. He built what might be the world's slowest Rube Goldberg device, which takes more than six weeks to complete its task. Over the course of the video, Partington's device ferries a golf ball through a roundabout course using melting popsicles, a tortoise, what? a stream of molasses, what? and even the slow push
0: of growing grass. Okay, this is pretty dope. You had me at melting popsicles. The entire process took six weeks,
1: three days, seven hours, and two minutes. I love it. Um, Going into this, I think I was like, it would be really funny if grass would grow and push a ball, Partington says in a behind-the-scenes video, which explains how he built his device. It's an impressive invention. To get the grass to push the ball, Partington designed a method to water a chamber of soil and seeds every 12 hours. The project, which was produced as part of YouTube's Field Day series, required meticulous planning. Any mistake could delay everything for weeks at a time. Six
0: weeks, even.
1: Six weeks even. But that was intentional, that six yeah. weeks.
0: Oh. Um,
1: so, yeah, we'll post the video to that. But it does indeed involve a turtle growing grass
0: and molasses. And you put the ball in the hole. You put the ball right in the yeah. hole just the way you're supposed to. Just like to. Pee-wee taught you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So, Allison, let's do pred- mm-hmm. predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Whose turn is it to predict? It's your Me. turn to predict. Anything
1: could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney,
0: what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Uh, I think we are at. I think you're. Are you a full point and I'm a half a point? I was at one and a half and you were at a half.
1: But I think I might get points from this episode. What did you predict? I predicted um, that there was someone that, well, I said a scientist, so that part I don't get no, a, half, don't point get a half point But No, don't get a half point. But that they discovered some kind of, like, loophole that allowed them to manipulate.
0: I thought I thought you were talking about something with a kid, though. I think you said something with a mystical kid.
1: Oh, yeah, because I did. I changed it because Shia... Okay, yeah, I don't get any sorry, points. Sorry,
0: sorry. It was the Shia LaBeouf factor.
1: Yeah, it really ruined yeah. me. Um, okay, so your episode... Yes. Is season seven, episode seven, and it is called Orison. 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 O r i s o n. Is it a name?
0: I don't know. Okay, Orison. Um, that sounds like a that sounds like a like a big tech software company. Mm mm. So I'm gonna say that. Uh, this is one of the X-Files' famous uh, tech gone wrong episodes. Ooh, I like it. So let's do it where it's... Uh, Mulder and Skelly are called in because of strange deaths in this, like, corporation. And it turns out that the security system is like a Skynet situation. The security system got too smart uh, and oh, yeah, they've yeah. closed down the building so it's like an escape room and it's them versus the security system i like it what's the point so right a half there? point for technology gone wrong a half point for maybe like big corporation okay cool yeah well let's see what happens. yeah <laughs> um allison i think mm-hmm. we got some mail we got mail Hey, Allison, you better call me Tom Hanks. Cause, uh, we got some mail. (laughs) I didn't
1: know we got mail. There is no postmark, no return address. Where is this mail from? Is it from outer space? Yes, it's from outer space. Thank you, aliens. Is it nice or is it mean?
0: So it is. It is very, very good. Uh, this person asked to be anonymous because they did send us some fan fiction. Oh
1: my god! I'm so excited. Fuck
0: yes. Um. Oh god. <laughs> I have to admit. Uh, first of all, Allison, if the listeners do want us uh, to read fan fiction or wanted to talk to us, where should they? Where should they? Um. Where should they send their stuff to?
1: Oh, you can send us any uh, of your feedback or fanfiction to uh, Podcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Or another good way to get a hold of us is on our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Files.
0: Okay, so Allison, um, this uh, anonymous person who I love and cherish, they did send us a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, the summary, and I'll read this to you. It's a Skinner slash Molder master slash slave fantasy.
1: Oh my god!
0: Did the the person who sent this write this, or did they find no, it? No, they did not write this. I okay, did. Cool. I did want. I wish they did, but they did not write this. But I'm very thankful. It's called 24/7. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to tell you. I don't think we should read it this week. Maybe we should save it for next week. But I do okay. want to do a little tease. Okay. Um I want to tell you this is an NC17 rating. Uh They have a section here for awards. Awards? I didn't know that erotic X-Files fanfiction had awards. But Fuck this a yeah, writer. This is very um they're very decorated. Uh, winner of the 1999 Purple Heart for Best Mulder Skinner Story. (gasps) That's a category? (laughs) And winner of the Best Mulder Skinner Story in the 1999 MTA Purple Heart Awards. Okay. Uh, Wire Rim Award winner for the following categories. Outstanding Series. Outstanding Skinner Mulder Slash Story. Outstanding BDSM Story. Best Use of Props. (laughs) I'm so proud of this person. And runner-up in the 2000 Spookies in the Outstanding Mulder and Skinner slash category. Huh. So I'm going to just read the extract at the top. And then okay. I think we'll save this for the next time. That sounds good. Um, He felt as if... Oh, God. You know why? I read this and it was just still very bad. I don't know. <laughs> he felt as if was spinning out of control that's how it was written seeking ever more dangerous risks more intense thrills dot 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 and this dot 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 this was the ultimate risk the ultimate trip into the unknown the ultimate thrill if he signed this piece of paper anything could happen again allison is this just like is this just 50 shades of gray i think it might be the maybe this is what inspired it During a sex game, he wouldn't have any control or the buffer zone of a safe word. Well, okay. He'd be totally, completely at the mercy of his master. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Well, (laughs) we have that to look forward to next week. Oh, boy. I'm going to send you this link, and I think what we'll do is maybe we'll pick our favorite excerpts. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah. Okay, I think that's it. Cool. Yeah. Um. Thank you, listeners, very much. Thank you for sending our uh, an email. That made me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, until next time, the, the truth, truth is out, out there. there. Some of these pictures that go along... Allison, Allison, there's porn, but with Mulder and Skinner's face on it. (laughs) Oh, jackpot!
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.